Hello, and welcome to The Marvel Virgin, a podcast all about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is Paul, and I'm a Marvel Virgin. And my name is Kaylee, and I'm a Marvel whore. For each episode, Paul is watching a Marvel movie or TV series for the very first time, and with my help, we'll be delving into the good and not-so-good aspects of the MCU, and navigating the secrets and intricacies of this big and complex universe. If you'd like to send in any questions, comments, factoids, or even if you'd like to correct anything we've said, after all, we're not perfect, then you can tweet us at the Marvel Virgin. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the show. Wow. Zoom Zoom has woken up and told me the meeting is being recorded. That has never happened before. No, I think it's like, Kaylee, are you aware that he's recording? And I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) I mean, thank God you told me. I think the settings have changed on this because also when you entered the room, it did the doorbell chime and I was like, ah! (laughs) (laughs) It's it's treating you like you're an old person. I am an old person. Let me tell you, little segue. um, I felt really old watching Runaways. Yeah. Because it had Gen Z written all over it. (laughs) It's not for our age group at all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I loved it. (laughs) I'm glad. I I mean... it's a, I think it's a lot of I forgot how much I enjoyed it actually until I rewatched it again. It was when I sort of watched it, I was like, oh yeah. And then put it away in the back of my head. And then when I rewatched it, it was like, yeah. Especially when you watch it alongside everything else. You're like, this is very good. And yeah, we and nowadays, because um because we've watched about 357 episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. Um, going into another Disney series, I was a bit like, oh no, this is going to be one of the, and after <coughs> Inhumans, <coughs> oh, no, no, we're no. all going, oh no, another Disney series. This is going to be horrendous. It's going to be just so juvenile and haphazardly written and the pace is going to be all over the place. The story's not going to make any sense, but this was different. I think because it, it wasn't Disney. It's Hulu. And I feel like Hulu, the Handmaid's Tale, therefore they can do no wrong in my eyes. This, <laughs> this isn't The Handmaid's Tale, but yes, I see it's what you mean. It's not quite the same level, but it's made <laughs> by them. And it's like what they did when they needed a little break, maybe from The Handmaid's. That's why I feel. It was, a, yeah, a, bre- <laughs> a breath of relief, yes. Yeah. It's like apparently during the making of Schindler's List, they that because everyone was so miserable during it for obvious reasons, they uh, rung up, put Robin Williams on like um, speakerphone and he pretended to be the genie and made everyone laugh again. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah I like that. Oh, Robin Williams. It's that. We just made up an entire story behind the making of Runaways there. But yeah, yeah I did like it. Um I, did, I loved how Gen Z it was. I feel like such an old man being like, I just love Gen Z things. Like, aren't Gen Z so fun? And I liked how the opening titles was like an Ariana Grande, um, Lana Del Rey music video. I know, yeah, it's very like that. It's um, it's like a modern version of a John Hughes film. Yes, 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 that's exactly what it is. All just so kind of uh, very lackadaisical and Ooh, good kind of lethargic. I know, right? Um, and just kind of everything's just so chill and cool a little bit miserable but like in a good way and all of them are so impossibly cool like none of these kids would have been my friend if I was at school with them I know they're meant to be like the outcasts a little bit but like no even the geeks are cool yeah they're like the cool and the most attractive geeks I've ever seen in my life it's just it's it's a school with no defined hierarchy whatsoever which is mind-boggling to millennials like us because know, like, like well who's, who's cool yeah. <laughs> we need to know who's popular who, who do who do we get bullied by <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like uh the geek is defined by his glasses uh so that's that's that vibe but yeah no. but dresses well <laughs> dresses very well and they, the kind of glasses that you buy as an accessory to look cool i think absolutely absolutely yeah and I loved, um, I mean, the, the cast is very diverse um, mm-hmm. as well. There's a, there's a huge variety of sort of sexualities and, uh, and genders and uh, races and things like that, which is cool. Yeah. Um, they even have, this was my favorite plot development ever, surprise lesbians in it. Yeah, so surprise lesbians, that's, that's what they called it. That's what they had in the script noted down. Surprise lesbians, <laughs> yes. That is very true. And it's, I mean, people have said that they are the first LGBT characters, but I don't think that's correct because I would have said Hogarth 
in Jessica Jones was. True, but in not a dis that was not like this is well, I guess that's Netflix. Netflix. But these are the first superheroes, though. Mm, good point. Yeah. Mm. But it was it like I liked it. Like I'm like, yeah, more more lesbians love it. Representation, go for it. But it did come out of nowhere. (laughs) It was a surprise. I'm but you know, they're young. When it happened as if there was some precursor to it but it wasn't they were like the two they, the two of them were sort of friends but also not friends like storyline 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 all of a sudden one of them's like i must kiss you and it's like <laughs> kiss lock lips completely in episode seven i'm like oh <laughs> lovely very very open like you know they know what they want like some people take a while <laughs> and some people don't you know it's very are. true very true very very philosophical of you and also a dinosaur a pet dinosaur yeah, which is clearly why I was a fan. Who, yeah, you love dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. I'd love a pet dinosaur. A pet or, dinosaur or that where you have a psychic link with them. Like, yeah. how cool is that? It's basically like a Pokemon, but better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, what was the little Pokemon. dinosaur Pokemon? His name? There were several dinosaur-looking Pokemon. Little orange one. Little Charmander. Charmander. Yeah. The what? A fire? The fire one. Yeah, little Charmander. Charmander, yeah, yeah. I thought it was like a li- well, I guess lizard, yeah, dinosaur. <laughs> there were ones that were like, it was obviously not as cool, but there was like a little snail one that was a fossil. Oh god, yeah. And you that can, was- it was only, it was like an extinct Pokemon or something. Yeah, and no one wants that. You want the classics and the cute ones, really. That's what people want. I don't want a shell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want a Jigglypuff or a Diglett. Yeah, our Jigglypuff. Mm. They kind of are like little Pokemon characters. They're all very like a little a little trophy character, but in a good way. I liked the runaways for that. Yeah, yeah, I did too, definitely. And I think because the story kind of is around these six friends at school who basically discover in the very first episode that all their parents who have been friends for many, many years are actually secretly part of some kind of cult or something mm. and I'm just I think although the whole, the show okay it was sometimes a bit like juvenilely written and stuff I but mean, yeah, the young. story did tap into that kind of teenager desire to be able to say actually it turns out my parents are evil so I can run away from home and viably fight against them rather and what than- a reason like it's not even like they're a little bit evil like go to your room they're like we sacrifice people <laughs> we're we, super evil we're literally sacrifice people for some kind of alien god thing that we know nothing about we've been doing it for 15 years like that's that's fucked up so yeah you can totally be a dickhead to your parents because if we did it when we were younger you just you're just a dickhead for doing we it. had no reason really we well some of us might but you know they have every reason and I also think the parents deserve it because why would you allow a reunion teen reunion to be hosted in the house the same day as your secret cult meeting they're just asking for trouble they're, they're literally idiots I mean it wasn't that difficult to find the secret passageway really no. oh I hope they pushed up oh oh they did what a shame yeah. Exactly. Obviously they did. It was obviously going to happen. They're obviously just so smug because their house is so big. They thought no one would stumble into it. Um, I think there was also a bit of a, oh, you know, they they underestimated the children. They still saw them as small children when actually they're, they're meant to be what, like 17 or something? Uh, yeah. I mean, they look, some of they them look 23. Look, yeah. But yeah, no, some of them look even younger. They want like, <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're sort of weird age that you can't define. I would have said 17 because they're at school. They're seven. Well, actually, they're in some of them are in slightly different years, aren't they? So somewhere between 17, 15, 17, I guess. Yeah. Basically adults. Yeah. Young adults with superpowers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not all of them have superpowers. No. Me, but they all have like areas of expertise. Yeah. Which is a very, they're like the Scooby gang. They are. And even the dinosaur is Scooby-Doo. Yeah. It's a very cool version of Scooby-Doo. It is. Yeah. So yeah, the six teenagers are Alex, who's sort of the main leader, mostly because he gets introduced first. Yeah. Um, and he's the computer geeky guy. And he's very, very clever. He wears glasses, so we know. He wears glasses. He does he does what Gen Z will do, plays collaborative computer games via the internet. Dun, dun, dun. That's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got That's Nico, who's a goth girl. Yeah. Which I didn't realise that was still a thing, but okay. Oh yeah, no, you've got scene kids still, I reckon. 
Yeah, I guess so. I guess, yeah. Um, uh, Carolina, whose parents run a dodgy mega church. Yeah, I mean, I, of all of them, I was like, you're the most likely to... <laughs> These parents are evil. This most, should have been your first clue. Most likely to have evil parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of does. I mean, it's mostly her... Mo- no, the, the guy is not her dad. The guy is her stepdad, isn't he? Yeah, because not part of the church, but wants to be. Yeah. Uh, we got Chase, who's the jock guy. Um, Very, he looks like the oldest. He does. Him. He looks about 27, doesn't he? Probably was. He looks a bit like he models for like Abercrombie or, and Fitch or somewhere quite basic like that. You know what I mean? Cavendish. Yeah, yeah. He's got, I, I guess they chose him because he fits that kind of tropey jock look, doesn't All he? All American kid. He's, yeah, oh. yeah. He's white. He's got, he's got a jaw that you could cut titanium on. And yeah, and floppy hair, kind and of. floppy hair, and he's he's wearing Ralph Lauren like Ralph Lauren just vomited on him basically. It pretty um, much is. I'm like these kids are so privileged, and that I love that. <laughs> they, they are, yeah. They're privileged as hold them back at times as well, which I also enjoy. They're financially privileged, but they are, um, I guess, emotionally well in their family situation, not so privileged because their parents are part of a murderous cult. So. Yeah, you I know. guess that's a thing of privilege. Everyone's got different levels. Everyone's got issues. Everyone's got issues. Um, we've got the wonderfully named Gertrude, who's yeah. like the super feminist, like trans ally one. Yeah. We like her. And she has an adopted sister called Molly, who's kind of the little one, the little youngster. Yeah. But she's the strong, she's got strong superpowers. Mm. Um, oh, and Chase is also a genius, like a technology genius, as is I his father. He's- Brains and brawn. Brains and brawn. He's got the full package. But he's a bit of an very idiot rare. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't got emotional intelligence. And he has a very abusive father who was in Buffy, wasn't he? I think he was. I need to look at him. You know, you you know Buffy. I know, I'm right. I need to look at him again and figure out which one he is. Who are you in Buffy though? It's gonna take me a while. Spike, right? Yeah. I don't but, know. I've never seen an episode of Buffy, so you know what? It froze me because in Buffy, he's got this peroxide blonde hair. Ah, uh, <laughs> and um, he's also twenty years younger in Buffy, and he's like got a completely different accent. So he kind of passed me by. To be honest, I was sort of like, he looks familiar, but why? That's that's why he's he's Spike. Well, you watched it like he looks familiar. Oh well, I'll never know. I, I just sort of, you know, it sort of nags at you for a bit, and you're like, I must have just seen him as something else. <laughs> Not the show I was obsessed with as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't Sarah Michelle Gellar, so why would you care? Exactly. Or Giles. I would have recognised Giles. Or, or yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Anthony Head, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, those are our um, intrepid heroes. And they were all friends once, and they used to all um, hang out together, and they'd all come together while their parents had these <laughs> mysterious meetups that they knew nothing about. And but Sorry about that. No, nothing mysterious at all. Um, but but something happened. Nico's oldest sister, who I want to say her name is a- was Amy, it's died. Amy. She died, and in a Allegedly, mysterious way. Suicide. Yes, I mean it, they don't explicitly say it, but it's pretty much heavily suggested, isn't it? Well, I don't think. Yeah, it's hinted, but did she? <laughs> I doubt she. Well, no, they pretty much say she didn't. By no, exactly. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just saying the flavour for the introduction of the show. <laughs> But I mean, considering yeah. how the series goes, in two episodes, yeah, in inverted commas. But as, considering how the series goes, I think you can safely say from the beginning, there's more to this than meets meets the eye. Oh yeah, she definitely did not kill herself. Um, so that was yeah. about a year or two before, and since then they've very much drifted apart, and some of them even are quite mean to each other and hate each other and stuff. They're kind of all going through grief in very different ways. Like Chase is like, mm. I'm going to work out at the gym all the time and be a loner. And Nico's got a new look. And Caroline is like, I'm in the church now, you know? So they've all got their own little ways. Yeah. And, um, and then, oh, and it's uh, Alex is trying to play the computer game and like she's not logging in and stuff. And he's just sitting there. I was like, that's sad. <laughs> and the parents are so like just unsympathetic about it. They're all just like, oh, just get on. You need to pull yourself together a bit now and stuff. And I'm like, guys <laughs> they're we've very already young. established they're very evil so it's fine <laughs> well yeah that's true so we do discover this by the end of one episode don't we 
Uh, anyway, Alex, who's the more, more the most eager to bring them all back together, he discovers that the parents are having another meeting. So he asks the other kids to come over for old time's sake. And mo they don't really want to at first, there's a bit of arguing, but for various reasons, they all end up going there. And yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because Chase kind of saves, who does he save? He saves yeah. Carolina because she she wears this bracelet that all the church members have to wear. And she goes to a party because she's feeling a bit like left out from everyone. And everyone kind of teases her because she's a churchgoer. Yeah. And, um, but then she she sort of, if she takes off the bracelet and then faints in the party. Yeah. It's very weird. And then she's almost going to be, they kind of imply that some jocks are like carrying her off to do, you know, not good. She nearly gets her. raped, basically, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, not good. I mean, I don't want to assume that's what they were going to do, but it seems very likely they were going to assault her mm. in some way, and he saves her. He does. And I guess that makes him think, oh, we shouldn't be here. Oh, let's go to Alex's in that case. because It's a very dark little moment there, because you're just like, well, that's very casually done. Like, I guess that is something that does happen a lot. Like It is. And interestingly, they, they put it in... I mean, there's a lot of this in the... Again, the Gen Z, like era like mm. of, of um tv making they're putting this stuff in there in quite explicit and explicit ways like in normal people the sex scenes are like deliberately con shown as being consensual yes um, like he asked her beforehand are you okay with this and stuff like that and there's there's more of that kind of dialogue in school in education and stuff uh which is really good uh as well yeah, so like, what did they read today that's like one in six girls will be abused before the age of was a ridiculously young age i'm gonna google it one in six girls abused why is it not coming up it's not a nice thing i don't know why I'm... <laughs> your search history is delightful hey, it's fine. i guess we have to know about it we have to talk about this stuff don't we yeah i think it was before the age of 10 you know the age of 10 i think it might have been it was i can't find it now but it was one of the things where you read it you're like what that's awful, but obviously I can believe it. One in, but this is a one for the, that was just the UK, but this one's, I think, global one in nine girls under the age of 18 experience sexual assault. Oof. So. It is re it's really common. Like growing up, I wasn't aware of it, but since then various friends have said that they've had various encounters and they probably have had moments. They've probably been victims of abuse without knowing it at the time. And then as yeah. the definition of abuse has been, put out there and people have been educated in it a lot more I think there are a lot of people not just not just women but like men as well are looking back and thinking oh god I was I was sexually abused then and that's probably why I have this issue or this problem or this mental health uh, problem or whatever yeah definitely and I think it does happen a lot with teenagers particularly because I think they just they, they were served up a very incorrect image of what sex should look like and a, a, a relationship between two people should look like so yeah yeah I can see why so many shows like like this one and normal people like you say are changing the narrative a little bit absolutely and it's it's so important there's um there is something going around in the news about um an activity that you can download where it's like a it's it's this dice that has the two dice uh one has like a bot it has a body part on each side and it'll mm. be like I don't know it's quite explicit it's like vagina anus um, mouth, like various sort of bodily orifices. And then it's about getting students to have open conversations about what is safe and what is not safe oh, okay. to bits of your body. And obviously this is being used by very conservative people to say, you know, we are manipulating and sexualizing children. We're giving them this conversation. We should not be so inappropriate, la la la. But then mm. um, someone, someone else that I was speaking to months and months ago pointed out, but if they don't, hear what is safe to do they're going to watch pornography and think that that is real and that that is how you do it That's and actually pornography thing. is fantasy it's i'm not saying we should ban pornography i'm just saying it should be treated as fantasy and not and they have such easy access to it now because when yes. we were younger it was i don't think i think it's much more easily accessible because of the internet now yes and they, they like you got internet on your phones we didn't have that at school no and I feel like there's a lot more of the, well, it probably isn't, but I guess because of your phones and because of like the, the sexting and the the nude pictures and stuff, like people requesting, like, I can't remember, there was another stat today about like number of girls who've been asked for like naked pictures of themselves, like 
each week. It was ridiculously high by classmates. And that, I mean, we've gone down a bit of a tangent here, but <laughs> I mean. Well, no, because it's related to, the, yeah. it touches very briefly on sexual abuse in this first episode. It doesn't really go back, well, it goes back to it a little bit, but it's more about kind of the friendship dynamic between Chase and his friends, because he, he immediately sees that they're a bunch of douchebags. Which is lovely. And you don't normally yeah. get that, do you, in shows? Precisely. And I guess it also gives us this, it gives us a bit of a red herring about Chase and Carolina having this, um, uh, like have becoming like the main sort of love pairing when yeah. actually it turns out it's Carolina and Nico very randomly. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a good but, contrast yeah. to um, 16 Candles. Did you ever see 16 Candles? No, I never watched that. So that's a John Hughes film. People were very, they love it. And basically the jock, like the hot hero guy, his mm. girlfriend who he hates passed out. He's like, I could violate her in 10 different ways. And he gives her to like the geek to like do what he wants with her. And then he goes off with the other girl and it's like, woohoo. That's meant to be a happy ending, but oh, it felt like this was like a, almost redressing that situation because it's like I don't know. I just feel mm. like shows today are just so much more aware of what they're actually putting out into the world. You know what they are? They're woke. They are hashtag woke. woke. Hashtag woke. <laughs> <laughs> People weaponize and use as an insult, but I think it's a nice thing to be woke. I think it's good. Yeah, like maybe <laughs> maybe sometimes you can be too woke, but like you know. There's, there's good and bad of all things. Anyway, back to the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're all, all the kids gather together at the house and the parents go into their secret underground lair um, hmm. where they all start dressing up in robes and prepare to sacrifice this member of, char- of the church into in this sort of glowy pod thing, basically. Yeah. The kids find the secret passageway because Chase wants some whiskey from the study. That's how they find it, which I guess, again, this is why the parents underestimate them. They don't think that they're at an age when they're going to want alcohol. Yeah, despite the fact they're grieving for their lost lost friend. Mm, well, well, they're, they're all kind of, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so I guess they don't think of that. But then the kids all go down. They see what happens. They, have, they take a photo, which is, you know, very modern of them. Very um, modern. And then race back up. And then what I loved was the <laughs> second episode where you saw all that happen from the parents' point of view. Yes, it's very good at giving you both sides. I feel like sometimes you don't really see the villain side of the story, and I feel like this show has a really nice balance between the goodies and the baddies. I agree, and I, I, I'm i glad they did that so early, because you're immediately quite interested in the parents. And yes. Because they come across as, like, not the best people in the world, but not, like, the axis of evil. They're not like, and they, they're still like quite concerned parents mm. for the most, well, most of them are about their kids, you know, but just emotionally detached. I guess they're all, they're all people who work very hard for what they have. Like Alex's parents are, you know, one's a lawyer, one, one's a businessman who used to be a criminal and stuff, but they, they have to work hard in order to sustain that level of wealth. Um, Nico's parents are quite similar. Her mom especially is pretty cold hearted. Mm. Uh, and then Carolina's mum is like the ch- the owner of the church, so she's all a bit sort of, I love God and shit like that. So she's a, you know, <laughs> attached. I don't know what church people do. <laughs> That's your definition of what they do. <laughs> and then Gertrude's parents are like, um, you know, they're a bit wishy washy and just wrapped up in science. And then Chase's dad is just an abuser. So. Yeah. Did you kind of get the vibe? It was like a rip off of Scientology. The um, cult. oh, complete rip off, basically is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, it it is correct, and there are aliens in this version. And... With, a, with a word like Gaborim, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, yes, it's Scientologists. Well done, their little robes. It, it yeah, completely, and just general sort of cultish fanaticism, and yeah, just an area of the world I don't have much experience in, but. I'm glad I don't. Yeah. God, please don't get experience. Yeah. Um, the kids keep what they have discovered a secret. They manage to hide from the parents that they have seen this. By playing um, Twister. By playing Twister and doing a power cut as well. Very clever. Very clever of them. They are geniuses. And, oh yeah. So the parents group is called Pride. And mm-hmm. we gradually discover that they've been conducting these sacrifices once a year for like 15 years or something. Um, and they're all working together on a construction project for a new school for gifted kids, which is fairly obviously not exactly what that is. <laughs> no, just like pride isn't exactly what you think it is either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
um we get various bits of information about the parents and the kids so uh as this episode goes on so chase's dad is the guy who made the pod he's like a scientific genius but the pod is malfunctioning and this is making this is losing his sort of masculine dominance he's not liking that very much um and and uh, his wife is having an affair with nico's dad it's all very messy isn't it it's like it's, a proper u.s soap opera it's messy yeah but you know this sometimes happens in big friendship groups sometimes it gets messed up <laughs> it does carolina's stepdad or does she think that he's her dad I got the vibe she, yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. She doesn't know the other awful guys, her dad, for ages. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I got that impression. But he's not part of the group, and he's desperately trying to move up the ranks within the church. And it's all, I love how in the church, it's all a bit wishy-washy what you're supposed to do. You, I can't remember the terminology they use, but he's got to reach, like, high spirit level or something. Um, or and you, They don't tell him how. He's just... He's just like, well, can I be? And they're like, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's okay, thank you. You'll have to just keep on trying, keep checking on. Um, and he was also a famous singer-actor person as a child. He's like, mm. um, who's the guy who sang, we're walking in the, uh, that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, what is his name? Can't remember his name now. Alex? Uh, Alex Jones. Alex Jones, That's it, yes. Alex or Alex? I mean, I don't know. Saying like that, right? No, it's Alex Jones, yeah. Definitely. Um, we'll look it up later and we'll be like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, just, just got it wrong. We just Sorry, Aled or Alex, whoever your name is, whatever your name is. <laughs> um, I like Nico's mum's staff. Yes. She goes poof with it. She has a magic staff. She's like a witch. She, um, yeah, you know, in the comics, some of them are witches. Oh, really? Ooh. Yeah, it's like witches, aliens, like everyone. So they're... I guess, yeah, there are a variety of sort of scientists, witches, religious people, uh, inventors. They got various, I guess they've been quite um, strategically selected. Yes. I would assume. And they're all very wealthy, which helps. Well, yeah, but um, Alex's dad is like the super wealthy one. Yeah. And that stuff is very beautiful looking stuff. It was. It really was. It's and Nico... Stuff one if you're interested the staff of one mm. Mm. and then and nico as the daughter she seems to be able to she has some kind of link to it as well so she's able to use it and sort of steals it and uses it sometimes which i mean i would do I would. Oh, yeah i thought i would take that stuff all the time even just as a prop yeah like absolutely yeah. Like, yeah just pretend <laughs> <laughs> i don't need to do anything this Gertrude and Molly's parents are like kooky scientists. They were the ones I liked the least. They were a bit annoying sometimes. They're very like tropey scientists. They were. And I felt like they the script was like pushing their kookiness a bit yeah. too much. I'm like, okay, you've got scrappy hair and glasses and you're a bit shorter than the others. And you wear more bohemian stuff and you say things like, blah, 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 like that. And, you know. I don't know. Yeah. It it felt a bit sort of shoved down our throats, but they were fun enough. And they have the dinosaur in the basement. They have various animals in the basement. Yeah, I know. I love that they just have a menagerie of madness, basically. But like Gertrude and Molly only recently discovered the dinosaur. Like they live there yeah. and they haven't realised yeah, yeah. there's well, a dinosaur they... in the basement. But now they do. Now, now they, they have do. a dinosaur. It's, what were those books where it was like <laughs> Panda in the something beginning with P, Aardvark in the Attic, Pony in the Palace. There was like a series of- Oh, books. yes. It was like an animal themed ones. Dinosaur in the Dungeon. Dinosaur in the Dungeon. <laughs> and the, hero the heroine gets eaten. Yeah. <laughs> Molly's parents were also part of Pride, but they mysteriously, <clears throat> they mysteriously died. And Molly was then adopted by Gertrude's parents. We get this information. And over time, we discovered that Pride was sacrificing these people and the peop and the the people's life force was then given to their big boss man, who's a man called Jonah, who we first see as like this crippled old thing. But then he turns into the guy from Nip Tuck. Was he in Nip Tuck? I think so. Yeah, that show. I never watched it, but I remember always seeing the adverts on E4. Yeah, I think he that. Yeah, I think he was in that. I, I recognize him from that. Anyway, he's not nice. 
and he is also he's Carolina's real father. No, he's very much not nice. He's very much not nice. And but he has a lot of power over them because he's rec- they've allowed him to record all the sacrifices. So he can just like throw that at the police if they ever like betray him. But he also he, he also has uh, can cure things. He has various powers. He's basically he's this alien with various powers and he cures Chase's dad of a brain tumor at one point. And then Chase's dad's mood just goes. He's basically the devil. He is the devil. Yeah, he's the yeah, devil. He's the devil. There you go. I'm calling him an alien. He's 100% the devil. He's devil. It's uh, like in Rick and Morty. It's like the episode where he's like, "Oh, tell me straight. Don't shoot the shit with me. You're the devil, aren't you?" That's exactly what it is. We need evil things episode. Go in and sort yeah. this out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, are, are you the like? Because it yeah, in Needful Things, it's so freaking obvious. That no one is like, are you the devil? No yeah, one, well, no one asked that of them. They're just like, who's this mysterious man? I'm like, it's the fucking cult? devil. <laughs> Obviously, and this cult is so stupid because they're like, he seems like a good guy, and you're like, no, he's the devil. Why are you so stupid? Yeah. You seem like nice people. Exactly. Wake up. Yeah. <laughs> Makes yeah. no sense. But then he has a lot of like, um, he has a lot of leverage on them because. Um, he has the recordings yeah, of the sacrifices so they're a bit they're a little bit stuck now that after 15 years they're in so deep they can't dig themselves out of that hole can they just very true although he would look super shady if he took those that evidence to the police wouldn't he yeah I'd, <laughs> they'd be like how do you have this <laughs> but then he could probably go why do you have this and why have you never told us until now yeah yeah Maybe send it anonymously yeah. like just email it to them or something <laughs> that would be a great anonymous video to receive that would send the police into absolute tirade um we also have this relationship between chase and gertrude that i quite enjoyed because obviously it like i said it was all set up as like yes. chase and carolina the attractive white ones when actually that's not how things are going to go Mm-mm. and i think that would speak to a lot of people like I think people would identify with Gertrude because she's obviously the the like the dowdy down and out one, but she's all like, I, I love how explicit she is. She's like, you wouldn't go for a girl like me, and obviously he does. It's the same though with every like in the Breakfast Club with the uh, the 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 quirky 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 girl. She's like, you'd never go for a girl like me, and then he does. You're like, oh look at that. But surprise. no one says that in real life, do they? I don't know. No. <laughs> Well, I don't think so. I don't think I would. It's quite a ballsy move. You're like putting yourself out there in a big way. If you're like, oh, you would never want to date a girl like me, would you? Yeah, yeah, but, it is. Because imagine if he's like, well, yeah, no. You'd be like, I'm devastated. I have to go write my diary for weeks. <laughs> she blatantly have a diary. She has a journal of some kind. What was I going to say? I like how ultra feminist she is as well. She is, yeah. But then she finds the feminists a bit too much after a while as well she kind of forms this feminist group but then they're so into it that they've forgotten about everything else around them and she's kind of like i can be feminist but also have all these friends and a boyfriend and la 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 and you know still have fun with life Mm -hmm. but i think even in the first episode someone's like you know i can't believe you're a feminist when you run down women so much as you do they make a good point she's constantly criticizing yeah she's got no chance really you wouldn't be head of the cheerleading squad with a name like gertrude's no you'd have to change it oh speaking of cheerleaders there's also that head of the cheerleading or head of the dance troupe or something was it her name's she's got some ridiculous popular girl name like eiffel and she's like and i loved (laughs) her her name it was like she had walked straight out of high school musical and she was like she would very explicitly be like ugh you're so ugly and I'm so attractive why would I even look at you like that I was like I'm living for this this is like (laughs) this is like a satire of what high school movies used to be (laughs) and we miss it because we don't get that anymore as we said last time when we talked about Spider-Man it's all very balanced now it's nice to have some throwbacks it is yeah it's very bad and um no one's no one's particularly bad people are sometimes a bit stupid and awful but no one's like evil for just for the sake of being evil maybe she was thrown in there for our generation maybe a little treat in case we, they're like any millennials watching we've got you don't worry <laughs> we have the old tropes <laughs> stick with us <laughs> and a buffy character for you not to recognize <laughs> yes yes i recognized him and i don't even watch it that's disgraceful but i think it's because i watched it that i didn't recognize him because he's so different in buffy he's like a sexy blonde vampire and in this he's not he's so versatile 
He's like Daniel Day-Lewis. He is. Give for that man an Oscar. As we come to the final denouement, we kind of discover that... Um, uh, so Jonah has some sort of world destruction plan at the school building site involving a very large drill into a hole. But you don't actually discover what it is, do you? No, it's very... reminds me of... Oh, God. The Defenders. Is it The Defenders? Yes, yeah. It's <laughs> the kids' Defenders. <laughs> yeah, so... Oh, so many villains just want to drill things. Why? <laughs> I know. Well, there's always something hidden under the Earth's crust. This time, we don't know what it is. Could be another dragon. Maybe it is. It's the dragon of Los Angeles. But yeah, we they don't... Yeah, the same they, dragon. I, a lot of storylines are left hanging at the end of this, which I found kind of interesting. So they had... Yeah, we don't really discover what the plan is, but the kids are like, yeah, it's bad. We'll stop it. And they sort of stand in front of it and fight them off. Um, we also discovered that Molly's parents were murdered, mm. which is no shock to anyone, by Carolina's mother, of all people, because they found stuff <laughs> out. And I've capitalised the word stuff. <laughs> and Nico's sister was also murdered for the same reason, which explains why all the parents are also fucked up, because they're just they're keeping so many horrible secrets. Oh, yeah. I find that if you keep one secret, it messes with your head. So if you're keeping murder secrets, it's not going to be good for you murder secrets the kids all band together and they 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 run away Ta-da! it's <laughs> the runaways it's the title <laughs> um and really that. that happens early on <laughs> and i love how they they um they're all so well dressed while they run away and they they have to run away into the glamour of los angeles skyline Privileged is what they are. Very privileged. Like I've been to Los Angeles. Like well, I mean, some bits are pretty awful, but like the the area around it's quite nice. So I think they'll have a lovely, happy life in that area. Some of the Pride members also they start to turn against Jonah uh, due to because he has this weird allegiance with Carolina's stepdad as well. He I think his stepdad her stepdad thinks that he can like move up the ranks in the church through him, which he might well do by the sounds of it. Um, but various Pride members are starting to feel uneasy mm. about all this. However, the the woman who was put inside the pod at the ver- in the first episode, the church member, the kids get framed for her murder. Um, and so they have to run away. And it basically sort of just ends there, which I thought was quite... I, I quite liked how it ended, actually. It was left... Everything was left hanging. It's very abrupt. It is abrupt. I was going to say that was one of the biggest complaints from fans was that it felt very abrupt, but I quite liked it as well because it makes you hungry for more. Whereas sometimes you're like, that was lovely. It concluded and I don't need to see any more. <laughs> I remember like back in the day when things like Desperate Housewives and Ugly Betty and Lost were on and stuff. End of seasons, things weren't mm. concluded. The storylines carried on. But I think there is like now in the last 10 years or so, um, that more shows feel like they need to conclude stuff at the end of their season, I guess just in case they get cancelled. But it doesn't seem... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it seems odd to me to do that, though, because if you get cancelled, it's because no one's watching, so no one would care if the storyline doesn't get concluded, surely. Yeah, I agree. You'd want to leave just a little bit for people to want more of. Yeah, and it did. It really made me want more. I, I actually, I really liked it. I was... I felt like I was reading a um, a young adult novel again as a young adult whilst watching it. Like it tapped into that kind of excitement of this relatively simple yet involving story. I love that. That's good. Hmm. That's what we want to hear. In fact, what, I think, how does it rank among your favourite Marvel shows? I was going to say, I think I might displace Luke Cage as my third favourite. Oh no, poor Luke. Oh. What did he do to deserve this? <laughs> you know... Luke Cage is great and stuff but this one was so there was something really refreshing about watching something that was obviously aimed at young people but I still liked it it was it didn't feel too juvenile oh my god you're like you're like the mum of Mean Girls yes yes I'm the cool (laughs) mum but I was gonna say it does hit quite a few hits quite a few millennial tropes like it feels very hocus pocusy because it's like oh we want to suck the lives out of little children and uh make myself younger that's very hocus pocus we love that yeah uh we've got surprise romances we love that too mm-hmm. particularly you if you're surprise lesbians big fan of that the best kind of lesbians um, are Scientology, lesbians. big fan dinosaur mm-hmm. so it's like, um, it's Scientology like... and dinosaurs so win 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 it's... 
It's like the Goonies meets Hocus Pocus meets Jurassic Park. Yes, with a bit of Scooby-Doo thrown in. A bit of Scooby-Doo and a little bit of the final book of Harry Potter. <gasps> yes, yes. That's probably the biggest draw, isn't it? Mm, I think so. Yeah, I loved it. I look forward to the second season. I want to know what happens <laughs> next. I want to know what's down that hole. Is it a dragon? I can't tell you, but I love that you're excited. That's what we want. Normally you're like, no, more TV. Whereas now you're excited for it. That's good. It provides good entertainment on the train to work for me. (laughs) Would you like a quiz? Yes, I would like a quiz. Number one. (laughs) What do you think it got on Rotten Tomatoes? Hmm, 85%. You're so close. It's 86%. Whoa, I'm getting good at this. You are. You're basically Mr. Tomato. Um, The website's consensus reads, earnest, earnest is a good word for it, actually, earnest, fun, and more balanced than its source material. It finds strong footing in an oversaturated genre. Ooh, oversaturated genre. Yes, yes. But it is now. I mean, I think you're not there yet, but recently there's been a bit of a twist in the in a chair we've got lots of like anti-marvel stuff like the um the boys and other shows like that on tv i think people were a bit like you know they're a bit done with it now sorry it's the shrek effect of like you've had years and years of like something that's kind of perfect but then you get sick of it so you need something to satirize it so we had 10 years of like perfect disney cartoon musicals and then shrek came along in what like 99 2000 and was like we shit on all of this yeah that's very true actually I think that's just the way it is like people are like a bit done with it now but I still like a happy I don't know superheroes kind of make you feel quite positive about the world so there we go question two they changed something in this series probably to around Nico particularly in her powers to avoid controversy can you guess what it was is it something to do with her be? Is, is it something to, that made her seem stereotypically Asian? No. So in the comics, she makes a blood sacrifice by making herself bleed by any means necessary. So she tends to cut herself. Oh. Which isn't great. No, it's, that's um, kind of... It's, I think in response to 13 Reasons Why. Yeah, it's kind of glamorising self-harm. Yeah, so they changed that which I think was a smart decision on their behalf. Question three. Gert, Gertrude, um, wears something in every single episode apart from the first one. Can you guess what it was? A denim jacket. It's a wig. Oh, does she wear a wig? She wears a wig. In the first episode, she does dye her hair purple, but in all the others, it's a wig. How interesting. Next question. Did you spot the name of the coffee shop they go to? Oh, my God, it wasn't Central Perk, was it? (laughs) No, that would have been amazing. That is very, again, another millennial trope, though. They go to a place called Timely Coffee, which is a homage to the Marvel Comics' original name, which was Timely Timely Comics. Oh, clever. I like that. Did you spot Stan Lee? I did, but it's been a couple of weeks since I finished watching it, so I can't remember where he was he is the driver of the limo oh yes because i got that cameo mixed up with spider-man homecoming ah you're watching at the same time Mm. um did you spot any marvel merchandise in the series no (laughs) i wasn't looking hard enough that's that's fair it was a weird question in um in the first episode in alex's bedroom you can see, well, there's a few episodes, actually, but he has Pez dispensers. Do you remember Pez? Were they the, the, the clicky things? Little, they got like a little head and a little sweet comes up. Oh, uh, I never had one. Oh, well, he had them. He had an Iron Man, a Captain America, and a Spider-Man. And you also see Captain America's shield at one point as well in the series. Oh, oh exciting. Pride, the Pride. Do you know what that stands for? Uh, public relations is definitely erroneous for us. <laughs> erroneous. Love it. No, it's not. But you know I love an acronym. So it stands for Promoting Resilience, Independence, Dedication and Excellence. Um, and obviously it's a front for a true agenda of evil. It's. It definitely sounds like 
um a private school's um uh front cover for on their prospectus mm. it really does actually which i guess makes sense with what they're claiming to be doing so it connects up entirely yeah did you spot the name of the dinosaur oh what was the name of the dinosaur um i can't remember for the life of me it's old lace because of the film ask nick and old lace Yes, that was going to be the next part of the question, but you've nailed it already. I didn't even have to ask it. Yes. Um, do you remember Destiny, who who dies horribly, um, the young girl from the very first episode? Mm -hmm. Did you spot what book she was reading? I didn't. I don't remember her reading a book. Was it um, The Incredible Lightness of Being? No, it was Journey to the Centre of the Earth. Oh... Uh... Which makes sense because because the pride in the comics served this sort of malevolent race of giants called the Gibberim, um, and they they live in an underwater lair. Ah, and they're also drilling to down into the earth as well for dragons. Yes, dragons, giants, all the best stuff. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo, did you spot the name of the school that the kids go to? Marvel School. That's amazing. <laughs> no it's um atlas academy and again um marvel comics was once known as atlas comics so it's another little easter egg these sneaky writers they get past this every time um that was my last question thank god <laughs> awesome that was the mo that was a very static quiz because of this delay on zoom which I presume is the internet in general being a bit fucked up. <laughs> there have been problems all week. Apparently the internet just went down for lots of people. Um, uh, it's yes. been causing me a lot of hassle at work as well. So, mm. do, do you, was there any information? There. And if there wasn't information about this, then I can potentially provide us with it about the significance of the film Arsenic and Old Lace. Or have you seen it? No, not. I haven't seen it. Please provide me with some information on the film. So I think basically in the film, it's got Cary Grant in it. And he is, um, he has eloped mm -hmm. with um, his girlfriend and they've got married and he's taking her back to his childhood home to meet his two elderly aunts. And they get, they are presented as like the sweetest, loveliest old ladies there. They make stew for the sick and they have like this, person with learning difficulties who lives with them and they're just so sweet and every all like the local vicar and everyone is like they are just the wonderful wonderful women they're just so lovely so charitable and it turns out they've been murdering homeless men and burying them in the basement and um and the reason they've been doing it is oh because they, think, they think they're doing something good for the men because they're like they usually come in, they usually bring the homeless men in. They're like, come eat with us, have from our table, have it. And the, the man, the man will be like, oh, I'm all alone in the world. I have nothing, no family, nothing. So they think they're doing them a favor by by giving them arsenic and old lace in their food. And then they get. Oh. So it's like That's an older, an older that. relative has a dark secret hidden in a basement. I think that's the connection. Ah. Oh very nice i forgot one of my questions i'm so sorry and it's not even that relevant but have you seen the staff of one before no but apparently i have you have you're from you have it was in doctor strange where was it in doctor strange was it in this little like hideaway place with all the different gadgets and shit no it's very very brief like it's like it's when it's just very brief moment, but it's a it's a big old connection because the people weren't sure if the Runaways was taking place in the same universe almost as Marvel, um, but it is. Like, so Tina, I mean I can't say her name, but Tina was shown holding it in Doctor Strange, and now Nico's the daughter of Tina, and she has the stuff of one. You know, that's cool. I just thought it was a little fun little connection for you. <laughs> that is a fun connection because it really shows how they're thinking so much about this universe. And it's not just about the characters mm. sharing the universe, but these little hidden images and stuff that are all there. And mm. um, 
you, I think that's what people enjoy. I think there's such a market at the moment for stuff like this because people watch stuff in quickly, they binge watch, and also they repeatedly watch things. They go back and rewatch it a lot more than when it was all on VHS and you had to rewind the tape and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think you can put in these things. I mean, they've now got the DC universe. They've got this monsters universe with Godzilla and um, King Kong and stuff. And apparently Kenneth Branagh is trying to come up with this like Ag- Agatha Christie shared universe with his <laughs> Agatha Christie films. And it's just going crazy. <laughs> I also think if you look at how people engage with stuff nowadays, it's very social media driven. So people love pouring over the Easter eggs and the clues. Like look at Line of Duty. The most fun people had with that show was trying to figure out what was going to happen next. Like the number of stylist articles that come up that are like the things you might have missed in the latest episode of this or the latest film of that and la 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 la. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. I feed the machine. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. You are the zeitgeist. That's me, Kaylee's Zeitgeist. The delay's gone. <gasps> oh, what, we're what saved. Why couldn't have been gone for the quiz? That would have been <laughs> so much easier. <laughs> that was the, that was so weird doing that quiz like that. I know. I was like, it's like he, it's like he hates every question. That's how it feels. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap this stuff up with an announcement that we are going to have a film. Finally, oh, and done. tell me it's my favorite. <laughs> it's one of your favorites. I know you already told me it's your favorites. Well, we're not your absolute favorite, but one of your top ones. It's Thor Ragnarok. You're gonna love it. And if you don't, we will argue next time we discuss. We will definitely record on Zoom and not in person because if I don't like it, I may lose my eyes. Yay! Or well, we should do it. We could still, we could do a live stream for people to watch. Because everyone's going to tune in for that. Yay! Well, he will. Violence sells. What, sorry? Viol- oh, yeah, I- violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in yeah. Saw. Yes, very much like Saw. But, but not the new film. Yeah. Oh, I'm really excited for you to watch that one. Yay! Woo! On to Ragnarok. You've been listening to an episode of The Marvel Version. If you'd like to join in the conversation, you can tweet us at The Marvel Version. We hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll tune into the next fact-filled episode.